This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. (laughs) You could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player of preference by searching for Sift Pop. The Sports Yak Podcast is powered by... Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Also buy Pyramid Equipment. Be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment. Pyramid Equipment is a locally owned business in Rolling Prairie, Indiana that sells, services, and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid Equipment is your trusted dealer of Meyer and Snowdog products. Old man winner's ready. Are you? Service discount for military, fire, and police available. Call 800-833-2591 or find them on the web at PyramidEquipmentInc.com. If you had to guess what a Hoobastank is, what do you think? I'm thinking that it's a line used from Fat Albert, like, Hoobastank up the bathroom. <laughs> And now, here we go, maniacs. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. That's good. Episode 154. Coming at ya! Ah. That would be the Carlos Quentin episode. Tell me more. You may remember him. He was a two-time All-Star with the White Sox, then went to the San Diego Padres. 154 home runs in the career of the former Stanford Cardinal, Carlos Quentin. Uh, Follow-up question. When does it start to get a little tougher on the home run number matching the episode number are we are we already there so you gotta hunt and find and kick or is it gonna get tougher in the 170s 180s we'll be fine we'll be fine (laughs) we'll be fine so you're saying there's a chance now it'll get tougher up into the probably into the 200s okay yeah 
We'll have to come up with some new thing. We'll come up with something. Don't you worry. Let's just get there. Yes. Hope you had a great weekend. I know Chuck did. Because I napped. Because you had a nap. Yes. Now, did you go into the nap knowing how much time you were allotted or because the schedule was so free-flowing, you could nap until you were done napping? I could nap until I was done. That's fantastic. What, it was about hour 30? Somewhere between an hour and an hour and a half. Believe me, the IU football game provided plenty of material. (laughs) Now, after a nap, sometimes, depending on how long I have napped, slightly groggy takes me a little bit to yep. kind of mm-hmm. kick in how about you yeah you gotta get up you gotta walk around mm-hmm. you gotta get yourself a diet coke help wake yourself up i do some squat thrusts and high kicks no you don't yeah no no you don't <laughs> well at least one each it's not a visual that any of us want <laughs> don't you dare me go ahead <laughs> hey i want to ask you this with what you saw on Saturday night, I'm assuming you watched some of the Michigan-Penn State game. Yeah. What's this Saturday going to look like, do you think, as you enter the week? Not a cop-out, but it, it it is really hard to tell from week to week what you're going to get in college football. Mm-hmm. With both teams, right? With, with both teams. Notre Dame is coming off a bye week. That should be a good sign. They do not have classes this week. They're on fall break. Hmm. They have... All week to dedicate themselves to beating the Michigan Wolverines. Now, if you're a player, this does not mean it's vacation time. You are still on campus. (laughs) You are still practicing. Yeah, you're probably practicing more. Okay. Watching game film, watching Saturday night's game. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But Notre Dame under Brian Kelly is 11-1 coming off a bye week. That's a good sign. Here's the thing. They're going into Ann Arbor, Michigan has never lost a night game at Michigan Stadium. Let that sink in for a minute. Well, I shouldn't shouldn't say that. They've never lost a night game to Notre Dame, but I think they've never lost a night game at Michigan Stadium. Wow. Also, the home team has won this game seven of the last nine times. So this is one of the reasons why when the spreads came out yesterday, Michigan was favored by four. A lot of people jumped on that spread, and it, they've driven it down to two and a half the last I checked. Okay. So, But Michigan still, despite being ranked number 19 and Notre Dame being ranked number eight, is favored playing at home this weekend. thought Michigan made some good defensive adjustments against Penn State. You know, Don Brown is the defensive coordinator at Michigan, and he plays this defense that is very committed to stopping the run. So committed to stopping the run that it basically puts his cornerbacks on an island. And they play a lot of man-to-man defense. And Penn State was able to take advantage of that and make some big plays and really toast the Michigan cornerbacks. I would think that as Chase Claypool is watching that game, he's thinking, I'm going to be able to do some things on Saturday night. And Mm -hmm. they need him to do some things on Saturday night up in Ann Arbor. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how Tony Jones Jr. and Jafar Armstrong are able to run the ball against this Michigan defense. Because if Notre Dame gets into a situation where they have to pass and just can't run, I'm not sure that bodes well for them. Uh, by the way, congrats to Penn State. Apparently they all got the memo that it was going to be a whiteout. Well, this is what they do. They've done this now for 14 years. 
They create a terrific atmosphere in that stadium. It's interesting. Elkhart Central defensive end Rodney McGraw is somebody that they're recruiting, and he went to that game. Oh, wow. And, uh, in fact, I think if you go to Coach Shattuck's Facebook or Twitter account, one of those, um, you'll see some video of Rodney coming up the tunnel into this sea of white. Yeah. And you hear some of the Penn State students yelling, come to Penn State. Come. <laughs> they're, kudos to them. They're very aware these are recruits. We're trying to impress them. And I'm was, sure that had to leave an impact. I was impressed. I, I love when the fans are all in. Yeah. That's quite the atmosphere. And again, so you see that. You see things that happen at Georgia, and then you look at Notre Dame Stadium on a Saturday, and you think, it's not the same. It's not. You can play that video all you want of, oh, there's a special kind of something in the air here. Yeah, it's called Nelson's. It's not <laughs> happening in the stadium. I mean, it's, you know, hand out as many green towels as you want. It's just, it's not the same. Now, I do think they're working on it. I think they're trying to you improve. you got to start somewhere. Right. Yeah, but yeah. it's so, not going to happen I mean, overnight. It, you're exactly right. Not going to happen overnight, but at least they're trying and getting some stuff set in place. How about that? So that was that was Michigan. Of course, Michigan ranked 19, Notre Dame ranked 8. That's coming up this Saturday. Kudos to Indiana. Indiana goes to Maryland, and we talked about this on Friday's Jack. Could they win? This was a winnable Big Ten road game. I mean, it's not as winnable as playing Rutgers, but it's still it's a game that you can win. And then their quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., goes out with an injury in the first half. And here comes Peyton Ramsey. And the knock on Peyton Ramsey has been, he's okay, but he's not going to win you big games. Mm -hmm. Well, here's one where if you're looking at Indiana's schedule and you say the Hoosiers are hoping to go to a bowl game this year, this is one they have to have. And Peyton Ramsey comes off the bench and gets the Indiana offense clicking, and they beat Maryland 34-28. And lo and behold, the Indiana Hoosiers right now are 5-2 and two on the year. They still have home dates, I believe, with Northwestern and Illinois. They still have to play Nebraska, Michigan, and I want to say Michigan, or Nebraska, Michigan, and Purdue on the road. So, you know, it's not it's not going to be easy for the Hoosiers, but I think they're going to get to a bowl game this year. Mm-hmm. Purdue. Um, yeah, Purdue. <laughs> Purdue. <laughs> and it, it played out just as we had talked about on the Yak on Friday. With a healthy Elijah Sindelar and a healthy Rondale Moore, there's no question in my mind Purdue beats Iowa Saturday. But they don't have those people. They've been beset by injuries. They've got a terrific freshman named David Bell. If you get a chance to watch David Bell, all you got to do is go on social media. You can probably see the myriad of catches that he made on Saturday. This kid can play. And you put Bell and Moore on the field next year with a healthy Sindelar. I mean, Purdue's offense is going to be fun to watch next year. But right now, they're just... They're okay, but they're not good enough to beat a good team on the road mm-hmm. like Iowa. Now, you're playing Illinois this week, and Illinois obviously got the wake-up call because they had the upset of the college football season over the weekend. They knocked off Wisconsin 
24-23, homecoming in Champaign, and nobody saw that coming. Illinois was a 30-and-a-half-point underdog to Wisconsin, and not only did they cover, they flat-out beat the Badgers. So, Illinois coming into West Lafayette this weekend. Now, Purdue playing at home, you got to win this game. You have to beat Illinois playing at home, but uh, no guarantee that that happens. Uh -uh. Let's get into the NFL. Big day for Sunday. All right, let's go with the good news in the NFL, and that's the Indianapolis Colts. They're in first place in the AFC South. They handled the Houston Texans 30-23 to in the AFC South. It's been the Colts and Texans for years and years and years. This is a really good rivalry. And Jacoby Brissett is playing good football. He is playing as well as you could hope for him to play right now. Four touchdown catches, or four touchdown passes, excuse me, Eric Ebron made a catch for the ages in the back of the end zone on one of them. And the Colts are 4-2, and two, and Frank Reich has it going on down in Indianapolis. That's the good news. The bad news is my experience at 425 on Sunday afternoon because I turned on the Chicago Bears-New Orleans Saints game. I had organized my Sunday around Mass in this game. Mass... Never a disappointment. This game, massive disappointment. Welcome to the podcast within the podcast. This podcast is called Rant. The Chicago Bears put out an offense that looked like nothing that I'd ever seen before in a professional football game because usually an offense will try to attack the defense. And this one basically invited the defense of the New Orleans Saints to dictate all terms. And it was ugly. I mean, the final score is 36-25, and you think, oh, it's not that bad. Bears put 25 on the board. That was that was nice. No! They stunk. They stunk all day long. Here's, here's another thing. Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Bears, goes into the press conference after the game and says, well, the running game has to be better. Well, Matt, try running the ball more than seven times during the game! Was that how many? Seven. Mm. They ran it seven times. And then you wonder why your running game isn't better. Well, I can tell you why, because you made no commitment to it. You made less of a commitment than uh, Dennis Rodman and a Kardashian. You know, it that wasn't going to work. You can't just run it seven times and then turn around and say, well, Mitch Trubisky is awful. Well, yeah, because he has no support. Mitch Trubisky is just left out there eating Triscuits and Nabisco and saying, I need help, and there's none to be had. Now, is Mitch Trubisky good? No. No, he is not. But he doesn't have any help either. And then you wonder why the defense gets gashed, because you go two entire quarters without getting a first down, and your defense is out there like it's baton. Like, you know, when do we get to go home? Well, not now, sweetheart, because there is another three and out. Get back out there. <laughs> get back out there. Get back out there. Oh, what an ugly game. The Saints, give them credit. They're 6-1 and one without Drew Brees. Yeah, They've won five that? straight games with Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback. Teddy looks like a little kid out there with his offensive line. 
Who would you rather have as your quarterback right now, Teddy Bridgewater or Mitch Trubisky? Teddy. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he was available. He was available. So was Deshaun Watson. He was available. As we were reminded ad nauseum during the game, but it it bears repeating because this is one of the great questions of our time, is how in the world the people who evaluate talent for the Chicago Bears sat there and said, well, here's Deshaun Watson, here's Patrick Mahomes. No, let's go with Mitch Trubisky. Is it safe to say they don't uh, evaluate talent that well? Apparently not. (laughs) Apparently not. You've been listening to Rant, the podcast within the podcast. We now resume our regular podcast. And so Matt Nagy, 3-3 and on the year, and I don't know how the Bears are going to get out of this downward spiral right now. Who's next? Well, I knew you were going to ask that question, and that's why I open it up, and I find that here come the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, that might help the Bears because the Chargers are 2-5. and five. Mm. And the Chargers just find ways to lose games that are inexplanatory. And yesterday was a perfect example as they took on Tennessee and twice had fourth and one at the goal line and couldn't put it in. Where was that game at? I believe that Chargers-Tennessee game was at Tennessee. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Still, shouldn't matter. Let's uh, let's talk about women's basketball as we get closer to the season. All right. Well, uh, Notre Dame got a great recruit over the weekend, uh, a young lady named Maddie Westbeld. Now, if that Westbeld name sounds familiar to you, it's because her sister Catherine, Cat, uh, was a four-year player at the University of Notre Dame, a great contributor to the national championship team. And Maddie comes in from Kettering, Ohio, power forward, 6'2", averaged a double-double last year. I think it was 18 points and 10 rebounds a game. So she'll give the Irish some front-line help and part of a super class that Muffet McGraw is putting together. She already has, I think, four five-star recruits in this class, Mm. and they're looking to add uh, the player of the year, a young lady by the last name of Clark uh, from, I believe, Texas, who was up here for the Notre Dame USC game. Okay. So we'll see. uh, We'll see when Miss Clark uh, decides. She might not be from Texas. Maybe she's from Iowa because I know Iowa, Iowa State, and Notre Dame are the three teams that are really big on this young lady. I would think out of that triumvirate, she's going to choose Notre Dame, but I can't say that with 100% certainty. This is Don Fisher, voice of Indiana football. Catch every Hoosier football game on 103.1 Pulse FM. Now back to Sports Jack. Well, let's talk about high school football because uh, it was quite the weekend, Corey, for high school football. Sure. And the game we had Friday night on TV 46, you're going to see again this summer in our classic series. Because New Prairie and Elkhart Central put on a show, one of the more exciting games that I've had the chance to call over the years on TV 46. Uh, Rice Field was jumping, two very good teams, and New Prairie tries to go down the field. It's tied at 28 with a little more than a minute 20 to go. And I asked on the air before this drive started, 
do you just play for overtime if you're New Prairie, or do you try to win it in regulation? Well, they tried to push the ball down the field and threw an interception that the Blazers get at the New Prairie 49-yard line. And on a third and long play from about the 41 with 19 seconds left and the Blazers out of timeouts, Josh Shattuck, instead of throwing the ball, runs a draw play with Mark Brownlee, his top running back. Brownlee runs for 20 yards, gets the first down, so the clock stops while they move the chains. Blazers clock the pass, and then out trots Brian Ramirez for a 36-yard field goal. His first year of playing football, he's been a soccer player, but the senior playing football for his first year kicks the game-winning field goal with five seconds left, and Elkhart Central upends the top-ranked team in Class 4A, 31-28. to You'll remember we talked last week about the Blazers being close all the time but not being able to get over the hump. They finally got over the hump, and we'll see what this does for this team. You'll also recall, Corey, that last week on the uh, Twitter and Facebook pages, we did uh, polls where we asked our followers uh, to pick the winner of the high school games. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Keep scrolling down because I was very active on the Twitter machine over the weekend because we had had a lot of high school stuff going on. Mm -hmm. So I think you just had it there. Scroll up. Uh, That's college. Okay. Keep going down. Um, I can tell you what happened in those polls. The uh, 46 Sports Twitter followers, and I love them, but they did not do well. (laughs) (laughs) They did not come Uh, through. They did not do well. In fact, Corey, you'll see they picked New Prairie. They lost. Uh, Who's below that they they picked? Penn and Mishawaka. They chose Mishawaka. Mishawaka lost. How Uh, about the next one? Warsaw over Concord was the choice. Concord won. Plymouth over Northwood was North, the choice. Northwood won. They went <laughs> oh, 0 for 4. Wow. Woo. So uh, Northwood beating Plymouth 40-20 to 20 opened up the fact that uh, that meant Plymouth was going to share the title with the Concord-Warsaw winner. Concord jumps out to a 34-6 to 6 lead on Warsaw and winds up winning 34-28. to 28. And then... The other game up there was the backyard brawl, Mishawaka and Penn. Penn able to establish that running game and wins over Mishawaka by the count of 21-13 to 13 in the final backyard brawl. So this week we go into the tournament and we'll have Washington and Tippecanoe Valley, a pair of 6-3 and three teams, Friday night on TV 46. Did you know which poll got the most votes? Uh, I think the New Prairie Elkhart Central one. You're right. Yeah. Some good numbers there, Chuck Freeby. Well, I know the New Prairie people like to share that poll. And, and see, that's the thing. These aren't scientific polls. These, uh, these are people that vote as much with their heart as with their head. And that's okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nobody said it had to be scientific or factual. And you're just asking people to pick a winner. So uh, I'm, I'm happy to see that we get those kind of responses. I'm not surprised. People like high school football in this area. Let me put you on the spot because I won't be here on Friday. Oh, no. What are some big spotlight games in this first weekend of playoffs? It's not a good week of matchups, Okay, to be honest. Uh, I think a couple of the better games, the Valley-Washington game that we have on 46, that's a 3A game. 
And then another game in 3A that I think merits paying attention to is West Noble at John Glenn. West Noble 9-0, and but they play in the Northeast Corner Conference, and everybody kind of always raises an eyebrow because that conference is not filled with power-laden teams. They go to Walkerton, which is a long trip for them. They take on a John Glenn team that's only 3-6, and six, but John Glenn plays in the NIC, and they tend to give some teams, some good NIC teams, a tough time. So we'll keep an eye on that game. Uh, New Prairie is at Riley this weekend. That the Cougars handled Riley pretty well during the regular season. I don't see any reason that would change this week, but you never know. And uh, those are probably the three that I would keep the closest eye on. The, the biggest game is just outside the area. Number two Pioneer, or excuse me, number two Lewis Cass plays number three Pioneer in the first game of the tournament. <laughs> and so... Um, one of the top three teams in Class 2A is going to be out the door bye-bye wow. after week one. Where is that game at? I think it's at Pioneer. South. Yeah, they're they're both south of it. Okay. Lewis, Cass, and Pioneer both south. Right. Oh, by the way, speak going up north, shout-out to White Pigeon. The Chiefs had lost 22 straight years to Menden and said, that's enough. And they beat the Hornets 8-6 on Friday night. So congratulations to the White Pigeon Chiefs. And Dwajak gets a big win at Vicksburg, wins 24-20. That was a game we previewed last week. Mm-hmm. And so the Chieftains are now 5-3. and three. Now do you want to talk about hockey? Yeah, we can talk about hockey now. The Blackhawks off to a, a bit of a struggling start. They've played the fewest games of any team in their division. They are now 2-3-1. and one after a 5-3 loss to the Washington Capitals last night. Now, remember, the Capitals, really good team, and and T.J. Oshie got him started, but the Blackhawks made some terrible mistakes. They gave up a shorthanded goal in that game, and uh, they just do some things that are, are maddening to watch. So Washington now in first place in the NHL's Metropolitan Division, while in the Central Division, the Hawks trying to stay out of the cellar. <laughs> You have a pen, uh, pen uh, yeah, my neighbor, update here. You know why? Because uh, two reasons. Penn is 6-0 and in the young hockey season, which I thought merited some uh, some publicity. And number two, my next-door neighbor plays for them. Oh, wow. So Riley Planey had a goal Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon. So the tip of the old chapeau to the neighbor boy, Riley Planey. Wow. West Side boy playing for Penn over by me. Yeah. Interesting how that works. Both both he and his sister went to Penn. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we saw the Will Smith movie over the weekend, Gemini, Gemini Man. Man. It features not one but two Will Smiths. Right. I don't want to give too much away. Could it, could it feature a third Will Smith? Maybe. I give it four Will Smiths out of five. Okay. It's not bad, not bad at all. I don't know what happened opening weekend that it kind of turned into a dumpster fire behind a Chinese restaurant. I mean, like, just people talking bad about it. It didn't do well. It was like third or fourth opening weekend. Really? It's not bad. It's a it's a, it's a a good action movie for a Sunday afternoon. You would think Will Smith and the box office presence that he is would bring a little bit more. My son masked that question in a question of, 
give me the top five Will Smith movies that you like. Good question. And I said, you know what? Give me a chance to think about that. So I went Pursuit of Happiness, I Am Legend, which mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Oh, shoot. Enemy of the State goes back a handful of years with Gene Hackman. Kind of a technology movie. Yeah. Oh, boy. Men in Black? Men in Black, the first one. Yes. Was fantastic. And there was a fifth. I don't want to. I don't want to go animated voice. Shark Tale is really funny, but that that doesn't count. Um, was he in Independence Day? Yes, he was. I would put Men in Black and Independence Day on the list. Okay. I'll go with I Am Legend. Uh what about Ali? That was the fifth one, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I would think Ali. Don't you have a poster of that, Dad? I do. Yeah, he was good. He was a good Ali. The movie wasn't fantastic, but he was a good Ali. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you this. I gave you a homework assignment on Friday's Yeah. You did, and I completely botched it. It's like watching the Bears. I completely botched <laughs> it. I I remembered it last night, strapping on the CPAP machine, going, oh, wait a minute. It's a great question, much like the Hoobastank interview that's just waiting to be played. It's a great interview. Why are we going to it today? Uh, where are we at here time-wise? Chuckles, do you remember this song? Yes. Interesting band, that Hoobastank. I don't know what you'd put them in. Pop rock? Sometimes they'd sound a little Linkin Park. Sometimes they'd get a little aggressive. They crank out this, which would be their biggest hit of their career. No question. You know, they're not bad. I I listened to them. I liked uh, one of their records called Every Man for Himself, which was previous to this whole album. But uh, they're celebrating their 15th anniversary. 15 years of Hoobastank? 15 years, at least of this song and this album, which they put on vinyl for us vinyl nerds. And I had a chance to go one-on-one with Dan, who was one of the writers and the lead guitar player of Hoobastank. Dan, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. First and foremost, I was a massive fan of every man for himself. I just want to say thank you out loud. Oh, dude, that's actually, you know what? I appreciate that, man. That's, um, I, I, you know, that's one of my, uh, more favorite albums of ours as well um and another a buddy of mine actually that i just somebody i recently met said the same thing to me he's like out of all your albums that's like my favorite album i kind of came on board on the spider-man 2 soundtrack i mean i'd heard some of the other the the hits on rock radio but i came on board spider-man 2 and then every man for himself and it just seemed like every song leading into one another felt like you guys put some time and effort into the songs in the right order and uh dan such good stuff well, I appreciate it, man. You know, I i mean, it's rad to hear that, to be honest with you, because, I mean, it was a long time ago at this point. But I remember my headspace, actually, uh, while writing and um, recording that album. And it was exactly that. It was, I was so involved and just kind of knew what I wanted to do musically and the direction up to, up to the pickup on the guitar. Like, you know, I would be demoing the songs at home and I would have such an idea of what I wanted that for one particular, there's a song on there called Born to Lead. Yes. The album. And I remember going, okay, I want to use a strat on this and I want to use the neck pickup on it because I want this particular tone. I, I, I thought about everything on that. Fine detail. 
Congratulations and happy anniversary on the reason I remember I remember that single coming out. I was working Top 40 Radio. I remember having a love-hate relationship with uh, that song because I wanted to sing like Doug and hit the high notes and learn the harmonies. When did you know at what point you had that massive of a hit on your hands? Now, man. Thank you. Wow. No, I don't know. Um, You know, back then when we were doing all that stuff, like back when the song was out, or right, I'm sorry, right before it came out, we sat in this big, one of those typical big record company rooms with the whole record company and sat there and listened to the album and for the first time with them. And when that song came on, the reaction was just, we didn't know up until then. Like, we just were like, okay, we wrote another song. It's different than the other songs on our album. It's kind of the ballad on the album. You know, the the previous record had a a slow song or two. But this one, people react to differently right away. And uh, when it got to the, um, when it got to like the second or third chorus, of, there's only three choruses in the song, but it got to the second or third chorus, the re- people at the, sitting at the table at the record label were, were already singing it, and which I found like, oh, okay, that's, that's, that's crazy. Like, they, they know the, the melody already by the second or third chorus. That stood out to me. We hadn't sold a record at that point because the album hadn't been introduced to the world yet, but that was the first moment I was like, oh, maybe something, I don't know. And then the record came out and just did what it did, so... And is that now one of those songs where if you don't play it, there'll be a riot? I hope so. I mean, we're going to try that, man. Um, if we're that powerful, that's amazing. We were watching uh, the Reason music video, which I was like, man, back in the day when there was a great storyline to a music video, but then we stumbled across Same Direction, and I completely forgot that that was Kanye West at the beginning. Yeah, so on the Reason album, so we put out that, that video for the Reason which was story-based. It had nothing to do with the lyrics of the song. We just kind of wanted to go left and do something totally different. And then we decided to do like a sequel, like a part two video for the song Same Direction. And yes, uh, Kanye West is in, the, is in the video along with uh, like Joel Madden from um, Good Charlotte and Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park also. And like the story is, is in the video we are looking, the, the band members, are, we're looking for a lead singer. And uh, those guys come in and, and uh, try out for the band and don't get it. And our singer, Doug, is the one who comes in and gets it. Hoobastank.com, still on tour, still rocking away, Dan? Yeah, you know, um, we just released a 15-year anniversary uh, re-release of the Reason album with some bonus tracks. We did a cool acoustic version of the Reason um, that's on there. There's also a vinyl that you can, for the first first time we released a vinyl it's been released in europe i guess um we it had nothing to do with us though this is all us and bonus content it's on itunes spotify wherever you get music you've been listening to sports yak brought to you by notre dame athletics Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic Events available at und.com slash buy tickets. And buy Pyramid Equipment. Think Pyramid Equipment for your snowplow needs, sales, services, and installations of residential and commercial-grade snowplows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid offers military, police, and firemen's discounts. Find us, PyramidEquipmentInc.com. And there, there you have it, to quote Chuck Freebie. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Hoobastank.
I know a lot of you maniacs out there have been waiting because we've been building that Hoobastank interview now for about a week. A lot of bumps. Yeah. Sorry about that, Hoobastank. You know, I didn't get to ask the one question I've always wondered. What is a Hoobastank? Yeah, that would have been that would have been something to ask. If you had to guess what a Hoobastank is, what do you think? I'm thinking that it's a line used from Fat Albert. Hoobastank up the bathroom. <laughs> Did that just come to you? Yes. Did you write that just no, now? No, I just wrote that just oh, now. Oh, man. Dumb Donald could have come up and said, hey, by <laughs> Albert, Hooba stank up the bathroom. Oh, if you'd love that, sub- hit the subscribe button. That's that's every episode right there. There's the uh, highlight of today's show right there. A little something for everyone. Hooba stank up the bathroom. Oh, man. Uh, Chuck, you're on Twitter. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> I'm still there, 46 Sports. You can follow Sports Yak at Sports Yak with two Ks, Instagram with two Ks. Eh. Email us should you choose. The Sports Yak with two Ks at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns. Oh, there might be some now. <laughs> Until next time, Yak fans. Now, actually, that should have been the question for the Bears is who bestank up this game plan? <laughs> oh, I'm milking for what it's worth, baby. Ooga Luga, Matt Nagy. Everybody get out of here! There's a lobster loose! Oh, holy cow, he's loose! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.